Come on. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Julia Gordon Bramer. Julia, <laughs> are you ready to do this? I am. Hi. Excellent. Hello. Let's let's do this. Julia <laughs> is an author. She is a Plath scholar. She is a professional tarot card reader, and she is a returning guest to Money Savage. So welcome back. Thank and you. Julia, please tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why okay. you do what you do. Okay. Well, um, you know, I've been a tarot card reader for over 40 years, um, not professionally all that time, professionally over 10 years though now, uh, which I can't quite believe. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm also, as you said, I'm also an author and a scholar of, of the poet and writer Sylvia Plath. Um, when I was in graduate school, I, I realized that uh, there was a lot of mysticism in Plath's poetry. And, uh, and I, I couldn't find any information on it. And, and I brought it to my professor and he said, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And I realized that as a, a tarot reader and a Platt scholar, I was seeing something that maybe most people weren't, you know? So, um, so yeah, I have, um, had uh, the opportunity to uh, basically go into the the archives and and reveal that Plath herself was a tarot card reader and uh, heavily into mysticism and uh, and it really changes the meaning of her work. So that's exciting. Um, I've been uh, you know in in this quarantine time, um, I've been learning a lot. I've been learning a lot about myself. I've been learning a lot. Uh, I, I've just been watching my friends and and their um, some of them going through transformation, some of them going through sheer panic. Um, there's a lot of fear out there. Uh, and I have been uh, talking to um, people on programs such as yours um, just about what I see in the tarot and, um, and some of the mystical kind of correspondences that are, are truly fascinating in this time of COVID-19. Uh, so I'd love to, to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I, 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 I echo your sentiment. It has been a very interesting time and in observing people and how we're responding to things and also been an interesting time just for me and how I respond to things. So, yeah, <laughs> right, would, would right. love to talk about this and just yeah. for, for level setting is April the 13th that we're having this conversation. So would love to would, would love to dive into that. Yeah, yeah. So, so here we are, uh, about to peak in yeah. St. Louis. They say. Okay. Um, I in in the phone readings that I've been doing. Of course, it's all phone and Zoom and Skype now. Right. <laughs> um, but in the phone readings I've been doing, um, I uh, I kept seeing the Sun card in reverse, and that has actually become my card for the coronavirus. And I say that because, um, 
you know, we get the word Corona from the Corona of the sun. And when a card's in reverse, which is upside down, it's usually problematic. It usually feels very difficult. <laughs> and so it, you know, the sun card number 19 in the tarot is the number of the sun card <laughs> and, and the sun. Uh, and, of, and, um, so, you know, I just think that's kind of fascinating all by itself. Mm. Um, now the number 19 is considered, it was considered in ancient times to be a number of surrender, which is, uh, very interesting in Islam. There are 19 angels that guard the gates of hell. Okay. <laughs> so it's a really loaded number. <laughs> now, the card that follows the sun, the number 19 card in the tarot, is judgment number 20. And this um, and the judgment card represents judgment day. So this is some heavy stuff. No kidding. Um, you know, and I think we're all in a, a kind of a judgment day, a, a learning what's important. Um, you know, what do we really care about here? I mean, I, for one, um, I, I think all of us, you know, we, we're really like, I'm never going to take for granted um, being together with, with family or for a sporting event or for a concert or, you know, all of the the joys that we've had as, as community and the masses. Um you know, suddenly we're really realizing uh, what's important. Um, so this is some heavy stuff. Um, I'm seeing that some readings I did for clients a few weeks ago uh, have come true. Um, back in early March, uh, there were hints of this pandemic. But, uh, you know, tarot reading is very personal. So I'm always going to get it uh, directly for the person I'm, I'm reading for, you know. Um, I ha I read for an international entertainer who had asked me in the next if the next week would be a good time to schedule a medical procedure. Huh. I told I told her yes. This was this was like the end of February. I told her yes uh, if she did it right away. And then I saw a pretty long downtime after that for her to recover. I saw absolutely nothing on her schedule for some time, <laughs> and she said that's impossible. My schedule's loaded. <laughs> yeah. And well, now we know, right? Interesting. Wow. Um, I, I had another client who was really frustrated with his reading with me <laughs> because, um, he, uh, I saw legal holdups around his business and he just couldn't understand it because he'd done everything to the letter of the law. And he was about to have a grand opening that in his mind had to remain on schedule. He's in the restaurant industry. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> so this, this law wasn't about him personally, you know, it was just the mandate. Um, we didn't understand at the time of the reading, we, we couldn't even imagine that the law would close down customers coming into all restaurants across the nation. You know, um, I did not see the grand opening of his restaurant happening in the first six months of this year. Uh, I had, it had been on schedule to open in March. He, he wanted to know what he could do to keep his schedule on track. And I had no answers to offer him. So, uh, you know, of course, we had no idea what was really in store here. Uh, you know, essentially, in, in all the readings I've done, um, no one's, 
look to have a productive time and, and not much has been getting accomplished uh, out in the world. Uh, I am seeing more accomplished with people who do solo work, creative work, uh, things like that. So so that's a, a, a turn, you know, that, that we can view as positive. And of course, people are just learning to spend a little more time with themselves with their families sometimes if they're if they're together with a family sure Um, we're learning the value of of reaching out and and talking to our neighbors from from a safe distance and suddenly these things are becoming very important (laughs) yeah yeah i appreciate that so that so the sun card is 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 the 19th card in the deck which is a a a very dynamic and heavy number and number 20 (laughs) is the judgment card is it does it matter that that they fall sequential or or be be, be, well you know the way the tarot works we have this this thing in the the tarot has 78 cards altogether and the first 22 are called the major arcana and it's basically the story of life And so it starts with number zero, which is the fool card, which represents like a birth, a new beginning. And it goes through, you know, all of the it goes through the parents and the lovers and the achievement and, you know, kind of um, the first 10 cards are sort of like those basic world things. Um, uh, And then we get into the the higher aspects of of self-actualization. And, you know, I think I'm, I'm, I can't remember if I spoke about this on your program last time, but um, I have spoken to a number of podcasts and radio stations about how we have been, you know, uh, astrologers would say that at the end of 2012, you probably heard December 21st, 2012, it was the end of the Mayan calendar. And, and some yeah. people saw it as the end of the world. But astrologers will tell you it's it was the end of the age of Pisces. And we're moving into the age of Aquarius. Now, the age of Pisces was considered a, a superficial kind of selfish age, Um it, uh, it, it's our warring age and kind of paternalistic rule. And the age of Aquarius, is, if you know from the hair song <laughs> in the uh, Broadway sure. musical, um, it, it's peace and love. Um, it is considered more feminine energy, that sort of thing. However, there is a transition time, which some people say can be as long as 33 years. Uh, 33 is a very holy number. 33 was the age Christ was crucified at, um, the age of um, Muhammad, uh, uh, the age of Buddha. Uh, it, it seems to be it, it known as the age of enlightenment. And so we're in the 33 stretch right now, which I have, um, for that, I have been reading as the, t- the tower card in the tarot. Now, if you look at the tower it's a scary looking card. It's very black and lightning is striking this tower and the tower is crumbling apart and people are falling off it. You know, it's probably the most frightening card in in the tarot. And, um, and, and I all, you know, I've said love him or hate him. Donald Trump is perfect for this time because when the tower card shows up, it says the foundation is wrong. The building has to come down. It's time to rebuild. And we have known for the last 50 years that 
Democrat or Republican, it doesn't matter. Um, our our presidency has been bought and paid for by Goldman Sachs, you know, and um, and Trump did change that. <laughs> like I said, love him or hate him. Right. Uh, and I, I don't want to get all political here. I just want to say that um, it's it's, you know, uh, the tower is a, a card of of um, being, you know, disturbing the peace of of changing things up of, uh, you know, we're going to we're going to tear it all down. <clears throat> and that is what's happening right now. So um, so it, it's so interesting to me um, that COVID-19 has has surfaced. I mean, as a spiritual person, I really do think, you know, the unconscious world in 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 uh, all kinds of mysticism, we, we strive for consciousness to be aware and, and tuned into the spirit and the higher goals. Um, the unconscious world is collapsing under its own weight. And as old establishments are failing, you know, it's we're making room for new institutions and new ways of living that are more fruitful and productive. So there will be some rebuilding of the old norm, you know, and in many cases, new organizations will offer something fresh and something new and something conscious. You know? So I, I think we need to ask what we're feeling called to at this time. Yeah, well, I think that that's that is powerful insight right there. And I, I appreciate that very much. I think a lot of that resonated. It does. It does feel like it does feel like a lot of the institutions have been shaken and you know, a lot of things that are happening. So, so just in terms of that for, for people personally, how, how would you suggest, it sounds like you would certainly, um, counsel people to, to engage in some kind of a spiritual practice. How, how, if somebody has, is is not currently, how, how would you suggest they dip their toe in the water? Um, you know, I, I regard spirituality as a, a very personal thing. So, when, when I talk to my clients, sometimes, you know, I, I say, you, you know, you may want to pray on this, or you may want to meditate, or you may want to just sit quiet and do some breathing exercises or yeah. take a nap, <laughs> you know, like, like what you're called to do, we do need to calm and center ourselves. And panic is when the breath goes shallow, and fast and you know and and we start to get alarmed so it's very very important to slow down and take that deep breath and center yourself and so whether that looks like prayer or meditation you know or or what or lamaze <laughs> breathing you know it, sure. it is a way to um to kind of be in your body in the present moment which is all we've got really you know buddhists say um, when you're uh, when you're depressed, you're living in the past. When you're panicky and anxious, you're living in the future, which of course hasn't happened. The past is over. The future hasn't happened. All we've got is now. Mm -hmm. And so, um, be in your wellness today. Be in you know keep that focus on on what you want, not what you don't want. You know, uh, that's the first rule of mysticism, you know, what we put our mind on grows. So we want to grow the good. We want, we, you know, I'm not saying live in denial here. Uh, we want to be smart and all use our hand sanitizer and all of that. Sure. But at the same time, we want to focus on um, I'm well today and life is good and I am so blessed 
And yeah, I could turn on the news and start freaking out over the economy <laughs> and all the people who've lost their jobs. And, you know, we're all going to be hit financially by this. Um, certainly I have been because um, most of my clients, uh, well, m- most of my money comes from events <laughs> for one. So, you know, I um, obviously my calendar just got cleared through through midsummer, right. I, I had uh, thousands and thousands of dollars of events that uh, that are not happening. But I, I know I'm going to be all right. And my focus is just there. Uh, so I might not even know how I'm going to do it later in the year. But right now I'm okay. And I'm not going to go to a panicky future. I'm just going to um, to say, you know, in this day, how can I be a gift to the world? What can I bring to the table? What can I share? Um, like on your program, you know, you're, you're helping me uh, to start this day positively. And, um, you know, we're, we're as humanity, we're going to endure some hardship. There's no doubt. But I, I think that, uh, you know, on the heels of this, this sacred week of Passover and Easter, um, you know, even though it's not all tulips in the springtime. Right. <laughs> um, there are, are new, you know, if forced patterns of behavior that are emerging. And, and um, I, I got a wonderful email. Uh, if I could just read a quick yeah. little moment of it. Um, it, it, it said uh, questions to ask ourselves today. And it said, maybe cooking is better than going out. Maybe less convenience is more fulfilling. Maybe remote work is more efficient and better for the environment. Maybe I don't need new clothes, trinkets, and devices to be happy. Maybe I actually like my kids. And more surprisingly, (laughs) maybe they even like me. Mm. (laughs) Maybe growing a carrot makes it taste better. Maybe I should know my neighbor's name. Maybe I don't need to pursue some romantic notion of traveling the world. That's a hard one for me. (laughs) Maybe God is exactly where I am. Maybe if enough people wake up to a better way of life, then we can define new metrics of collective success and the myth of endless growth can wither away. Maybe we can create sustainable local economies that don't require exploitation of anonymous workers and landscapes around the globe. Maybe we can rediscover a passion for civic engagement and reinvigorate the public square. So, um, that's great. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's maybe there's a new human story, you know? So, um, yeah, I think that that's, so I think that's incredibly powerful. And these are, those are all excellent questions. And there's always a lot of questions that we need to be asking ourselves, but the only way to actually get the answers is if we do sit down and actually ask ourselves those questions and really determine what are my priorities? What is of the greatest importance to me? And Mm -hmm. I think that everything you've been talking about is right on. I think that having some kind of a spiritual practice in your life is so important. And for me, I I, I started meditating in 2015 and then it was going so well, I stopped doing it like like so many things in life. And (laughs) I picked it up a couple of weeks ago, just sort Mm of, I felt like I needed it. And it's, 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 it's been wonderful uh, again. So I want to just echo what you've been talking about and just the importance especially during this time and then moving forward of, yeah. of, of incorporating something. So, and it won't be easy either, right? It's, it's like a, not like a new year's resolution where if you, if you're not successful, you shouldn't just get rid of it. You need to be patient with <laughs> right. yourself and, and, and keep chipping away. 
Right. Yeah. But, but you know, this just, uh, it, it's, it's going to change us. And, and I think we can decide if it's going to change us for the positive or the negative. Um, I think some people are going to check out, you know, and, and that could even be literally on the physical sense and, uh, and it might be painful. And, uh, and I don't believe that, that should they check out, you know, that, that God has judged them in a negative way or anything. I, I just think that uh, some of us are are up for living in a new world and, and some of us aren't. So <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a lot to consider. It is. Well, Julia, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for All them? Right. Well, my difference-making tip, I think, is just to keep focused on what you want, not what you don't want. Stay positive. Don't, don't let fear eat you up. Um, Course in Miracles says um, there's only love and fear, and fear does not exist. So uh, I love that. <laughs> well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. Julia, <laughs> All right. thank you so much for coming back on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? How can they get engaged with you? Yeah, um, well, you can phone me up or, or phone me or text me at 314-517-0158. Um, you can look me up at uh, www.juliagordonbramer.com. That's J-U-L-I-A-G-O-R-D-O-N-B-R-A-M-E-R.com. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear from any of your listeners. Perfect. Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Julia your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to juliagordonbramer.com and connect with her there and also give her a buzz or a text. Thank you again, Julia. Thanks, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.